Welcome to another dynamic word from Pastor Ron Hammonds, Senior Pastor of Golden Triangle Church on the Rock in Southeast Texas. We're so glad you're joining us. For more information about Golden Triangle Church on the Rock Ministries, visit our website, cotr.com. Enjoy the word. Welcome, we're in this moment between Christmas and New Year, and uh, what in the world, we're at the last part of the year. In fact, this is perhaps the last sermon that I will get to preach uh, in the year 2022. And so I imagined just, uh, just a couple of hours ago, I had all my notes ready, you know, and I've done my due diligence, and I studied the Word, and, uh, you know, uh, I, I, I got everything all ready. And then in my heart, I was just crying out to the Lord one more time, Lord, what would you have me uh, say to your people? You know, you can say anything you want, Lord. What would you have me say? And no doubt, all of my study that I did, you know, getting ready for tonight, God will use. He always uses it. I'll give it to someone tomorrow. I'll, I'll uh, you know, the next day, I'll, I'll, I'll use it for the rest of my life. But there just came something, uh, just, just a desire to give you um, a word that if I could only tell you one more thing, before you needed to know something, before I could not tell you anything anymore, then what would be that thing I would want you to know? And so tonight, we're just going to take a walk through, you know, the Spirit of the Lord in my heart on a subject that I really love, and that is the integrity of God's Word. I want to tell you about how important it is that you decide to believe the Bible. That you just decide that the Word of God is true. You know, God is not the one that is confused. He has written to us in His Word about the things that are going on in our nation, the things that are going on in our generation, the things that are going on in our lives, in our minds, in our bodies. He's written to us about the things that are going on in the last days. He's not confused. And we need to realize that when he has told us something, he, he meant what he said. Okay? It's, it's, it's very important that we get in our hearts and under our, under our belts the reality that God can be trusted. The integrity of God's Word. We're going to start tonight with one of the scriptures that I first memorized when I decided I was going to, to uh, um, believe the Word of God. Okay? And it's in Numbers, the 23rd chapter. In Numbers chapter 23. And while you're turning to Numbers chapter 23, let me tell you what Psalms 138 verse 2 says. Okay? 138 verse 2 in Psalms says that, that God has magnified His Word above all His name. Okay? Magnified His Word above all His name. What does that mean? That means that God has lifted up His Word. We know that the name of Jesus is a name above every name. That at the name of Jesus, every knee will bow and every tongue will confess. But God has magnified His Word even above His name. Isn't that amazing? That the Word of God has been magnified, has been glorified. The Word of God will last forever. Jesus said it this way. He said, uh, you know, heaven and earth will pass away, but His Word will not pass away. Wow. That's very interesting. So have you found Numbers 23? Numbers 23 is, a, is an account of Balaam and uh, 
he had been hired as a prophet to curse the children of Israel. But every time he would go to the place where he could see them, and every time he was being encouraged to curse them, he could not. He could only bless them. And he was not able to, to get a curse out of his mouth because God had intended to bless his children. And today you are his child. And this is what Balaam finally said in Numbers 23, in verse 19. Listen to, the, to, to what, you know, listen to what Balaam declared. God is not a man that he should lie, nor a son of man that he should repent. Has he said, and will he not do it? Or has he spoken, and will he not make it good? God is not a man that he should lie. You know, God does not have to tell lies. He's God. I mean, he's not afraid. Why would someone tell a lie? Someone would tell a lie trying to impress people. Someone would tell a lie trying to not be in trouble. Someone would tell a lie because they might feel that if they did not tell somebody what they wanted to hear, that those people would not like them. Why would anyone lie? Because they're afraid? Because they're insecure? Because they're, you know... Uh, full of pride that's not my God my God is not like us he's not a man he does not have to lie he does not have to embellish he does not have to brag he does not have to to uh, uh, try to deceive you God is not a man that he should lie, nor the son of man that he has to change his mind, that he has to repent, that he has to say, I'm going to do this, and then have to change his mind. No, if he said it, he will do it. If he has spoken it, he will make it good. And then Balaam said in verse 20, Behold, Balaam said, I have received a command to bless. He, talking about God, God has blessed and I cannot reverse it. One of the first things in my life when I began to study the Word of God and decided I was going to believe God's Word is I realized that I had to believe that God wanted to bless me. I had to accept a fact that God loved me beyond my last sin, that God loved me more than I could even fathom, and that He wanted to bless me. And I found out that the book of Hebrews in the sixth chapter uh, says that, that, that God, uh, God, if I'm going to follow God, if I'm going to, to, to believe in God, if I'm going to follow, I must believe that He exists and I must believe that He rewards those that seek Him. I must believe that He blesses me. And that's exactly what the prophet Balaam said is that he had received a commandment to bless the children of God because God had blessed them and it could not be reversed. It cannot be taken away. God has a blessing for you. God wants to be good to you. God wants to bless you so much. If there's, if there's one thing that I could leave you with, I would leave you with a forever settled knowledge that Almighty God is true, His Word is true, and He wants to bless you. 
He wants to bless the work of your hands. He wants to increase you. He wants to make you prosperous. He wants to make you healthy. He wants to make you happy. He wants to make you full of joy. God wants to help you with your problems. He wants to help you with your children. He wants to help you with your marriage. God wants to bless you. He wants to help you. If you could believe this one thing about God, you would know as much about God as Abraham knew because that's really about the only thing that Abraham knew about God is that God would bless him in fact the covenant that God gave to Abraham he said I will bless you as for me I will bless you wow you see God has given a commandment to bless he has blessed and it cannot be reversed in Psalms Chapter 89 and verse 34. Uh, I won't look it up here. I will get them to put it on the screen back there, okay? Uh, But this coincides. The Bible says in the mouth of two or three witnesses, let every word be established. That means that we should not just take one scripture. You can't just take one scripture and let that be your whole doctrine. You need to make sure that you have two or three voices speaking in. So here in Psalms 89, in verse 34, the Bible says, My covenant, this is God speaking, My covenant I will not break. Now, God says, I I have promised you something, and I will not break my covenant with you. I will not break my covenant with you. My covenant I will not, nor alter the word that has gone out of my lips. I will not alter it. I will not change on you. You will find that that, that I, I will not tell you one thing, and you start down the road with me, and I change and decide I'm going to do something else. I will not break my covenant. I will not alter the words that have gone out of my lips. It is a forever settled subject that Almighty God can be trusted, that what He says He will do, if He's spoken it, He will make it good. That's hard for us to understand. As human beings, it is hard for us to understand that there is a man who will not hurt us. There is a man who will not make us afraid. There is a man who loves us unconditionally. There is a man who has given his life completely for us. There is a man who has your best interest at heart. There is a man who gave his life for your sins, to bury your sins. There is a man who promised us that he will never leave us and never forsake us. His name is Jesus, and his word is true. It's hard for us to understand that because we live in a world where we have been betrayed. We live in a world where we have been disappointed. We live in a world where others have hurt us. We live in a world where others have maligned us and lied about us and have spoken uh, evil about us and, and have physically and mentally and emotionally tortured us and abused us. We live in a very abusive world. We live in a world where the relationships we have cannot all be counted on, that people do not do 
what is often best for you, but they do what is best for them. And so it can be very hard at times for some people who have been hurt, for some people who have walked through this life, who have encountered hurt and tragedy and trauma and hardship, and people have fussed at them and and have berated them and belittled them and, and abused them. It can be very hard for a person who has suffered abuse, suffered loss, To imagine that there is such a wonderful God who looks down upon His children and loves them with a pure heart. He has a plan for their life and He will not lie to them. He will not cheat them. He will not hurt them. He will not abuse them. He will not misuse them. But He wants to gather them up in His arms. He wants to bless them. That's the God I'm talking about. It's hard for us to imagine because we think like people think. We don't think like God thinks. This is what Isaiah, we'll be going to Isaiah chapter 55 in just a moment. Uh, But this is what the prophet Isaiah told us. You know, uh, Isaiah is a very prophetic, messianic uh, uh, book. in, In fact, if you took... Uh, if you took the book of Isaiah and divided it in half, half of it would speak of the Old Testament and half of it of the New Testament. The prophecies are amazing uh, as, as to what God was going to do through this Messiah. It's an amazing, current, up-to-date book for us. And in Isaiah chapter 55, uh, we'll begin reading at, at uh, verse 6. Listen to what God said through this prophet. Now remember, God's not a man that he should lie. He's not the son of man that he has to repent. If he said it, he will do it. If he spoke it, he'll make it good. He has magnified his word above all his name. And my covenant will I not break, nor will I alter the thing that has gone out of my lips. Okay? If he said it, he'll do it. If he spoke it, he will make it good. Okay? He's not a liar. He's true. And he wants to bless us. Verse 6, seek the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. Now remember, if there was one thing I could leave you with for the year 2022, for the season that we have come through, or one thing I could leave you with for all that I have ever taught you before in these 34 and a half years that I have been the, 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 the pastor of this church, If there's one thing that I could leave, one message I could leave you with, it would be the integrity of God's Word that if He said it, He will do it. If He spoke it, He will make it good. And this is what He said, Seek me. I'm telling you, if you will seek Him. It's what Jesus said. Ask me, seek, and knock. If you will ask, I will answer. If you will seek, you will find. If you will knock, the door will be open. This is what the prophet said. Seek the Lord while he may be found. You see, the door is open today. The door is not always open. It won't always be open. The door is open today. You know, the prophets prophesied of a time whenever whosoever called upon the name of the Lord would be saved. That's what the prophet Joel said. There will come a time that whosoever calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved. Well, Pentecost 
the, the, the Apostle Peter said that day has just begun. We are in a season today of whosoever will call upon the name of the Lord, they shall be saved. If you will seek the Lord while he may be found, if you'll call upon him, as the word said, while he is near, you seek him, you will find him. The Lord is near right now. The Lord is here. He can be found by anyone, whoever, without regard to who you are, without regard to what you have done, where you have come from, without regard to any other element of life, if you will seek the Lord and call upon his name, you can be saved today. He will come into your heart. He'll be your Lord. He'll be your Savior. He will begin to help you. You will experience his blessings in your life. He will surround you with angels on assignment. He will not allow this world to drag you down. He will help you mentally, emotionally, physically, financially, in relationships, in every way. He will help you. He will secure you. He will meet that need. If there's one thing I could tell you is that you can trust Him. If He said it, He will do it. If He's spoken it, He will make it good. He said, seek me. Seek the Lord while he may be found. Verse 7, let the wicked forsake his way and the unrighteous man his thoughts. Let him return to the Lord and God will have mercy on him. And to our God, for he will abundantly pardon. God will forgive you. He will forgive you of your sins. He will forgive you of your backslidings. He will forgive you of the times that you have disappointed him, disappointed others, and disappointed yourself. God will abundantly pardon you if you will just turn your life over to Him. If you will just forsake your own wickedness and give your life to Him. If you will just return to the Lord, He will have mercy on you. Mercy, that's unmerited favor. Unmerited, unearned on the unearned favor of God, it's mercy. It's not what you deserve, it's mercy. You, you might say, I, I don't even want to talk to God, but, you know, but God wants you to talk to Him. Have you ever done something that makes you feel so bad that you don't even want to talk to the person that, that you offended, that you hurt? Well, God does not feel that way. God wants you to talk to Him. You can talk to Him about anything. If you will return to Him and just call upon His name, seek Him while He may be found. The door is open now. It's, it's like, you know, right now the church in the earth is an ark that God has built and it's taken Him so many years. And the door of invitation is open in the ark. It's open right up until the time that Almighty God decides to close the door. But you seek Him while He may be found. Seek Him while you can. Seek Him while He is near. He is near right now. And if you will call upon Him, if you will return to Him, if you will forsake your wicked ways, He will abundantly pardon. Verse 8, He says, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor nor." Are your ways my ways, says the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. This is one of the reasons why we have such trouble with bringing people to the Lord is because they're thinking that God is like them. They're thinking that God thinks like they think. They're thinking that if I was God, I wouldn't do that. If, if I was God, I, I wouldn't let that happen. No, don't relegate God to your thinking. His ways are so much higher than your, than your ways. 
And your ways are so much lower than his. You can't begin to think the thoughts that he thinks. You can't begin to know the things that he knows, to understand the things he understands. We are so limited in our perspective. This is where we must trust God. We must step into God and decide we're going to trust him. Trusting God, having faith, is trusting in the unknown. It's trusting in things that we cannot explain. It's trusting in things that we, we, we cannot know. But by faith, we say yes to Jesus. We say, yes, come into my heart. Come into my situation. I'm going to return to you. He said he would abundantly pardon. He will. He will give you a pardon. He will give you a grace that is so abundant. It will overwhelm every sin and every disappointment you have ever made. God can do that. Why? Because he's God. And his thoughts are so much higher than our thoughts. And his ways are so much higher than our ways. As high as the heaven is above the earth, so far above our ways are God's ways and thoughts. You know, we, we, can't, we can't understand because of our limited mind, but Almighty God has it all worked out. He has your life all worked out. He has your life all planned. He has the next steps all planned. He knows how to bless you. He knows how to meet your need. He knows how to fix that problem. He knows he's working on it right now. He's working behind the scenes. He's speaking your name. He's, he's carrying messages to other people on your behalf. God is working all things together right now for the good of those who love him and those who are called according to his purpose. All we have to do is say yes and step into him and let him carry us along. God has a will for you, a purpose for you, a plan for you. You don't have to be afraid. If I could leave you with only one word, I would leave you with, with an encouragement to trust God. The integrity of His Word. His Word is sure. His Word is secure. He's not a man that He would lie. Not the son of man that He should repent. If He's spoken it, He'll do it. If He, if, 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 if he said it, He will make it good. My covenant will I not break, nor alter the thing that has gone out of my lips. I have magnified my Word, even above all my name. And as high as the heavens are above the earth, so high are my ways and thoughts above your ways and thoughts. You can't begin to understand how much God loves you, how, how much he wants to pardon you, and how he has your life planned out. Verse number 10, the prophet likens it to rain. For as the rain comes down and the snow from heaven and, uh, and do not return there but water the earth and make it Bring forth and bud that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater. So shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth. It shall not return to me void, but it shall accomplish what I please. And it shall prosper in the thing for which I sent it. God said, I've sent my word out. It's like rain that falls from heaven. It doesn't, it, it doesn't return here like rain, but it waters the earth, and it causes the earth to bring forth and bud. So shall my word be that goes forth out of my mouth. It will accomplish what I sent it to accomplish. He sent his word. You know, uh, uh, he sent his word and healed you and delivered you from your own destructions. Psalms 127.2. He sent his word. His word. If I could leave you with one thing, and I keep saying this because I, I feel as though that, that, uh, that someone needs this at the end of their year to put their last year in perspective and to get their new year started. To get your new year started, trust God, trust His Word, go to His Word, seek out His Word. If, if there's some problem you're facing, then uh, you, know, you know what the Word says? The Word says uh, a, a, a wise man builds his house upon seven pillars. You know, get, get, find seven scriptures 
that tell you what God wants to do about your problem. Just decide you're going to do that this next year. Just decide you're going to go to the Word of God and you're going to research the Word of God. You're going to search the gospel and you're going to find seven good words from God and you're going to build your house on those words. You're going to find seven good words. Write them down and make sure that you realize that you're building your house upon a rock instead of on sand. Listen, don't, 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 don't get weary. Don't draw back. Don't let 2023 be the year that you quit. Don't let 2023 be the year that you get farther away from God. If you're not as close to God right now as you ever have been, guess who moved? You moved because God is constantly moving closer and closer to you. I'll leave you with, with, with one more verse tonight. It's going to be in Mark, the 11th chapter. Uh, Mark 11. I'll leave you with one more passage. And as I said, if I could, if I could leave you with, with anything tonight, it would be trust God, the integrity of His Word. It would be to realize that, that His Word will not return void, but it will accomplish that which He sent it to do. If you would receive His Word like Mary did, Mary said, be it unto me according to your Word. She received the Word of God, and it brought life to her. Jesus is the Word. There are three that agree on earth, the Father, the Word, and the Holy Spirit. Jesus is the Word. In the beginning was the Word. The Word was God. The Word was with God. The same was in the beginning with God. You know, John 14, and the Word took upon flesh and dwelled among us, and we beheld Him as of the glory of the only begotten. You know, the Word of God. Okay, uh, my Word, my covenant will I not break nor alter the thing that has gone out of my lips. In Mark, the 11th chapter, in verse 22, Mark wrote, and many people believe this better to be the gospel of Peter because Mark was Peter's constant companion. Mark was not an apostle. He was not a disciple. He was a nephew of Peter, and, and his mother's name was Mary, and they, were, they, they had church in Mary's house in Jerusalem, and that's where they were having church in Acts, the fifth chapter, whenever they prayed and angels went to the jail and got Peter out of jail. That was Mark's house, you know, and most likely the apostle Paul was there on that night. The young apostle that had just, you know, the, the young man, Saul of Tarsus, that had just been converted on the road to Damascus and uh, uh, had come down from Antioch. Anyway, I'll, I'll uh, throw some more stuff in there for you at some point. Mark writes, so Jesus answered and said to them, have faith in God. Have faith in God. Now, some people translate that as saying, have the God kind of faith. Have the kind of faith that God has. Have the God faith. Have faith in God. Have the faith that God has. Have faith in God. For assuredly I say to you that whosoever says to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, but believes those things which he says will be done, he will have whatever he says. I memorized that in the King James Version. I'm reading from the New King James Version. I'm just better off uh, quoting it. Okay. For assuredly, for verily, I say unto you, whosoever shall say unto that mountain, be thou removed and cast in the sea, shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe those things which he says shall come to pass. He shall have whatsoever he says. If I could leave you with something, I would leave you with that constant consideration that God is listening to the words of your heart. He's not, he's not, uh, uh, you know, uh, he's not some legalistic God that is ticking off everything you say that is wrong so that he doesn't have to bless you. That's not him. 
But there are angels on assignment listening to every word that gives them a valid opportunity to move on your behalf. Because the Word of God says in Psalms that angels of the Lord, they listen, they hearken to the voice of God's Word to do His bidding. They want to do God's will. And as soon as you give voice to the, to, to the Word of God in your life and say yes to the Word of God in your life, then angels on assignment go out and they work on your behalf behind the scenes, bringing those things to pass. Your Word is like seed. It absolutely plants seeds in the earth and your words make a difference and in, in, in fact in numbers the 14th chapter in verse 28 the bible says as as truly as i live says the lord what you have spoken in my ears so shall i do unto you numbers 14 28 way back in the book of numbers as truly as i live says the lord what you have spoken in my ears, so shall I do unto you. It's time that we begin to have faith in God and trust in God's Word and find what God's Word says about our situation and begin confessing what God says about our situation instead of what the world says about our situation. Can begin confessing what God says about our church, what God says about our nation, what God says about our community, what God says about our future, what God says about our health, what God says about our job, what God says about our, 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 our happiness and our joy instead of what everyone else is saying. Have faith in God, because if you say to that mountain, be removed and, and, and be cast into the sea, and do not doubt in your heart, but believe those things which you say, you shall have whatsoever you say. Therefore, verse 24 says, what things soever you desire, when you pray, believe that you receive them, and you shall have them. Verse 24, therefore I say to you, Whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. Wow. Well, you know, I would encourage you, make sure you're right with God and trust His Word. Thanks again for joining us for another dynamic message from Pastor Ron Hammonds. Visit cotr.com and subscribe to our social media platforms to stay up to date. As well, receive more encouraging messages from our pastor and details of the work we're doing both in our community and communities like ours around the world. Today and every day, God bless.